You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to today's show, Pets Mean Business, here on Pet Life Radio Network. And I am Jamie McDom, your host. And today we are with another special entrepreneur. We've been really great. We've had, we are great, but we have also had really great guests on the show. We, as you, if you've been listening, you've been hearing people tell their stories and hear about their, how they've been inspired, how they've taken their own passion or their interest or their curiosity, and they've turned that into a business or a nonprofit and done so in like these incredibly significant ways. And that's what the show is all about. It's all about pet industry folks behind the scenes, names that you probably would not hear about unless you were listening to our show or unless you were deeply involved in the pet industry. And the whole purpose here is to get their names out there and share with the world what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and create some connections because the pet industry is really big. It's a $60 billion industry. And that's grown massively over the last decade. I mean, when I got into the pet industry 20 years ago, we were looking at a $17 billion industry. And so fast forward 20 years, that's a tremendous growth. And with growth comes, there's lots of pain with growth and there's lots of fragmentation with growth. And the purpose behind, one of the purposes behind the show is to try to cut through some of that fragmentation and really bring to the forefront what are the kind of the most appealing parts of working in the pet industry and what are the newest things happening? What are the trends and who are the people who are looking to create more connections and also to decrease some of that known fragmentation? And actually, today's guest is is exactly that person. He is really cutting directly into the heart of all of the issues I just described. So I think what we'll do here, Rusty, hi, Rusty. Good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? Hi, welcome. Good. Hi. Thanks. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. So everybody, this is Rusty. I think I feel like I've known Rusty for some time. Rusty and I have a, uh, we share a background, we share a community. And so it's always funny to, to interview someone who I've already spent so much time with in my life. But this is just another example, another example of that. So, all right. So uh, I should probably give your full name because that's just silly to call you Rusty. So it's Rusty Sprout. He's the CEO and founder of a company called Figo Pet Insurance. So I always ask people if you're, if you're listening right now and you're in front of your computer or your, or your tablet, it's always best to get on to the website and and get a visual of who we're talking to and what we're talking about because it's more meaningful that way. So figopetinsurance.com is the website. So let's welcome Rusty. Hello, Rusty from Chicago. Hello, Jamie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're down the street, actually. Yeah, yeah, we're we're neighbors. So, uh, well, fellow Chicago technology startups. So we're, we're super excited. I know. So let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's share a couple of things about your background and the significance of your background and how you have transformed your career into where you are now within the pet industry. So I'm going to do a quick bio, just a quick, I'm just going to do a quick read or a quick, a quick summary of who you are. So you come to the table, you come to this industry with a deep, deep, deep understanding of the insurance industry. You come from the Allstate world and you also are a pet lover. So there it is right there. 
someone taking a background in a completely different industry uh, and pairing that with a love of animals and, and you get innovation around that. So I know you were inspired by your seven-year-old French bulldog, Buster, who I know currently is also living with Lyme disease. And uh, that's really meaningful to come to the industry with that kind of background. How long have you had Buster since he was a puppy? Oh, uh, yeah. Buster is 11. His birthday oh, he's is 11. I don't know where I he's was He's 11. He's a- Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. All right. He's a Boston Terrier, not a French Bulldog, but that's okay, you okay know what? too. Everyone I gets them mixed up. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. No, I don't get them mixed up. I am so sorry. Okay. French <laughs> bull, Not a French Bulldog, Boston Terrier. Go ahead. Boston Terrier. Yeah. No, yeah. We've had him since. We got him sometime in May, right after he was born. So, he was just, he was less than a couple months old. How and was he, he, when was he diagnosed with Lyme disease? So he got diagnosed with Lyme disease, I think, probably in his third year of life. And it was it was really bad for a few years. And we had him on, you know, medication. And we did constant Lyme disease uh, checks and tests. And there's a scale of how serious the Lyme disease is. And when we first had him tested, they said a serious Lyme disease is like, a, I think it was something like a 620 or there was some scale. And he was coming in at like a 790. So he had a really bad case of Lyme disease. But he still lives with Lyme disease. But now he barely even registers on the Lyme, Lyme disease scale or it's extremely low. So he's, he's doing much better. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. That's you know, Lyme, that... Lyme disease is in the news a lot lately. I guess there are some um, stars that have Lyme disease and talking about how debilitating it is as a disease. And I can't imagine how it must look in pets. It must be a, a horrible thing to see your animal have to suffer through. Yeah, well, luckily the vets were great. They gave, they gave him really good medication, and we just we monitored it and managed it. So he's he's 11, and he's doing great. He's That's still great. That's acts great. Like a, acts like a puppy sometimes. That's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. All right, so we just we digress. We talked about Buster's Lyme disease, but I do feel like it's important before we go to break to make sure that folks really have an understanding of who you are, not only from the insurance background, but who you are entrepreneurially. So here you are with your dog, your 11-year-old. <laughs> Your 11-year-old Boston Terrier. Well, I think he was he was seven at the time that I started looking into the pet insurance. We've been researching the industry for quite a long time. Okay, so so that's right. Okay. Great. Thank you for saving me on that. That's yep. really kind. Um, so, so here you are. You're armed with your with your Boston Terrier and an entrepreneurial spirit, a deep understanding of the insurance industry, and of course, a passion for animals. And here you are back in 2013 that led you to develop Figo Pet Insurance. And in doing so, you sold your three Allstate agencies and joined, like you mentioned, the incubator here in Chicago, 1871. And starting, I think, March of 2014, you raised $2 million in seed financing and then another $2 million or $1.9 million in a Series A funding just that same year. And you just launched in April of this year. So congratulations on all of those tremendous, tremendous uh, and meaningful successes that have brought you to this point. And I'm honored, again, that you took some time from, I know you're a very busy day to sit and spend some time with us getting to... Uh, you know, for us to get some great insight and understanding about how you really got there. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And everyone's really excited because I know they're already on FigoPetInsurance.com and they can already see the innovation behind your product and service. And I can't wait to dig deeper on that and, and explore what makes you so different than everybody else that's doing this out there because it is so different and so cool. So everybody, we'll be right back with Rusty Sprout from Figo Pet Insurance. Stay tuned. Enjoy the lovely sponsor break. We'll be right back. Amazing Pet Expos is coming to a city near you. Admission is always free and your pet is welcome. Shopping, 
Adoptions, free nail trims, discounted shots and microchipping, agility, a pet costume contest, and much more. Plus, meet the guys from Animal Planet's hit TV series Tank and Pit Boss online at AmazingPetExpos.com. Bring your pets to the Pet Expo! Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jamie Migdal. I'm your host on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. And if you've been listening to today's episode, then you know that we are sitting here talking to a real innovator in the pet insurance space, Rusty Sprout, CEO of Figo Pet Insurance. Figo is F-I-G-O, by the way, FigoPetInsurance.com. So I think, Rusty, and, and maybe you also now believe this, or maybe you believe this before you, before you started exploring the space, that pet insurance is people have a love-hate relationship with pet insurance. Do you agree or disagree? Please tell. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's pet insurance can be difficult to figure out and there's been some bad experiences and a lot of the competitors and the providers, they're not really clear on on things that are covered or not covered and how they pay things out and what's considered pre-existing or curable. So yeah, we believe in it. It works. I just think that if the consumers are better informed and the companies can become more transparent, I think that everybody would have a more positive experience. Did you use them? I mean, I guess as a consumer and being in the insurance industry, did you use pet insurance with Rusty or with Rusty? (laughs) Did you have pet insurance for yourself, Rusty? (laughs) With Buster, did you have? Yeah, you know, I I did. And that's what probably led to this whole innovation of us launching our own pet insurance company. So when I was owning the insurance agencies in Chicago, someone had walked into our office and said they had pet insurance and I had never heard of it. And that was back, I think, in 2011 or 2012. And I was fascinated by it. So I started researching pet insurance and being an insurance agent and never having heard of pet insurance. Now, you know, at the time, I think two out of 10 people had heard of pet insurance. And now it's like eight out of 10 are familiar with it. Um, but I started researching the industry and I, there was just, uh, it was confusing. It was difficult to navigate, to manage, to figure out. And there was just a complete void of technology. So nobody was utilizing anything new, uh, existing cloud-based apps on smartphones to, to make the process easy to understand, simplify it. Uh, fluid, seamless, it just there were so many barriers. And, and the more I was researching it, the more I saw a huge opportunity to do something different because a lot of the pet insurance companies in the space seem to be doing the same thing. So that's kind of how it all began. But yes, I did have a policy for Buster and it definitely works. There's on our website under our pet insurance page, I mean, we really try to educate the people that are visiting our site. And there's a section that talks about, you know, it's called things you need to know. And, and we talk about, you know, what a veterinary exam fee is and how a lot of our competitors don't cover it. So you would think if your dog gets hurt, then you have pet insurance and you right. go to the vet right. that the exam's covered. Well, a right. lot of people don't cover it and FIGO does. And we talk about what a pre-existing condition is and what a co-pay and a reimbursement um, we talk about the annual deductibles and how there's waiting periods. So we try to be more informative on our site. So we believe in pet insurance. We believe it works. And we believe everyone should have it, even if it's not from us. And if it's so, not going to be from us, which... Actually, let me let me ask you a question right there, because there's something that you said a couple minutes ago that I want to circle back to, because it's about exactly what you're saying. So you mentioned that around 2011, the data was support, supported that two in 10 people, approximately 20% of the pet owning community was 
familiar with pet insurance or had pet insurance? I'm not sure what... No, what, no. What, I, yeah. So right now, the less than 2% of pets in the, in the U.S. are insured, but the pet oh. insurance industry in the past five years has doubled in size. So it's almost okay. a $700 million industry. Okay. And just to put it into, in perspective, there's $87 million dogs and 89 right. million cats, and depending right. on who on who you're quoting. Right. So, you know, with 2% of those pets insured, so when you look at pet insurance started in Sweden in like 1924, 40% of pets in Sweden are insured. Then in the 1940s, pet insurance started being issued in the UK. 30% of all pets in the UK are insured. Okay. It wasn't until 1980 when Lassie was the first insured pet in the US that pet insurance was introduced in the United States. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. The, I'm the sorry. Whoa, pet- whoa, whoa. Lassie was the first dog, first pet insured in the yeah. US? Really? In 1982. How- I, yeah. How did we find this out? This is a for sure thing. This is a fact. <laughs> this is a trivial pursuit question. This is a real fact. Yeah. Oh, no, it's a real fact. So the first pet insurance company in the U.S. was a company called Veterinary Pet Insurance, VPI, one of our competitors. Sure. Yep. So Jack Stevens, who's the founder of VPI, there's a picture online. If you Google Jack Stevens and Lassie, it's a picture of Jack Stevens with Lassie in 1982 you know? issuing the first pet insurance policy on Lassie. Oh, so, my gosh. Here it is. Um, I'm looking at it. Here it yeah. is. Wow. So, All right. This is great. I had no idea. Oh, look at, there's yep. Lassie in front of, look at, he's here. I'm looking at this picture. Here he is. He's in front of a bunch of microphones at the LA Press yeah. Club getting his, all right, this is a real yep. thing. All right, this is a real thing. Yeah. All right, so, all right, so, and you said this was in, what, 82? Is this when this was? Yeah, 1982. All right, yep. all right, cool. so, all right, so go ahead. Interesting. So what's also really interesting is that the, the U.S., pet unrelated. The U.S. follows Europe in a lot of its trends. And if you look back at things that have had exploded in Europe and then took a little time to take on here, you know, France was using the internet for hotel bookings in the entire country in the very early 80s, way before the internet became popular here. So people in Sweden and Norway were texting on their phones years before a first text message was ever sent in the U.S. And most recently, the, the credit card chip for security purposes has been on the credit cards in Europe for several years now, and it's just now being introduced in the U.S. So we do follow Europe in a lot of trends, and this is one of those trends where it's really starting now to take off. So last year alone, about 420,000 new pet insurance policies were issued in the U.S. So, and, so you're, and, you're, um, and you're saying that you think the reason for that is that we are just, this just follows a pattern as it relates to adopting technology and adopting, just adopting ways of living. And so it, that's how you're looking at that growth. Yeah, so there's been, if you Google humanization of pets, what's happened over the past 10 or 15 years is there's been this incredible humanization of pets. And so people sure. are waiting longer to get married. Yep. They're putting pictures of their pets over their fireplaces. They're yep. getting pets pre-children and they're yep. treating those pets like children. That's right. So in Europe, the healthcare model has been everyone's entitled to insurance. Right. And that theory and that insurance model just went down to pets. And so now in the U.S., you know, the veterinary community works incredibly hard and a lot of them aren't in it for the money or most of them aren't. And they're not making a whole lot of money. Right. What's happened though is that it's not so much that the price of the procedures in the veterinary community has gone up, but but the amount of procedures that can be done. So they're doing prosthetics. They're doing hip replacements. They're, you know, you look 10 years ago and the number of specialty vets that there were in the industry, there's so many more now. I mean, if there were 10, now there's 40. I mean, it's it's amazing what we can do to our pets. That's true. So because of that, 
And because people want to save their pets and they don't want to euthanize them, if they can fix the hip, people are spending more. So it's not that the vets are charging more. It's just people, the, the willingness the technology has changed. And, and the willingness. Yeah, I mean, it's like the so, consumer, yeah, consumer buying habits have changed around pets. Did you know all of this stuff? So before you went and sold your businesses and dove into a you know, fairly unknown space, I mean, obviously the insurance background is you know, obviously highly valuable to make this move. But were you aware of all of these other buying? trends and anthropomorphizing in the pet industry, anthropomorphizing meaning assigning human qualities to animals. Were you aware of that stuff happening, the kind of the, what I call the pathology of pet ownership? Is that something that you knew prior to going and launching FIGO or is this something that you've come to learn since you've been involved? Yeah, I learned it before I decided 100% to pull the trigger. So I researched the the pet space, the pet insurance space, and I went to Kellogg. So I started. I decided to to do pet insurance. I think in January, and by October, I committed to it 100%. And I had sold my agencies on October 31st. So I did a tremendous amount of research in 2012. I went to the first ever North American Pet Insurance Association Summit, which was in Canada, and I got a tremendous amount of actuarial information number of policies, penetration, and a lot of the buying habits. And I spent three years of my life researching and developing this product. So I went to Kellogg and I got one of the graduate classes to do, they did a 50-page research project on the pet industry and pet insurance and the humanization of pets. So all of the data that I collected, every single piece just led me to believe more and more that that this is going to be an exploding industry, a growing industry, and, and an industry that can actually help save lives. And that's obvious. I mean, that's obvious, right? Because you were able to raise money very quickly. And that doesn't happen. And I know this because I'm in the technology space and the digital space and in the fundraising space. The money that you raised and the time span that you raised it is really the the greatest indicator of what you're saying. Um, investors are not willing to throw money into something that's a maybe or an unknown. This is a real thing. And you you really found it and you're innovating within it too, which is, I think, the, the thing yeah. that is most impressive from an entrepreneur place. I want to just really quickly just mention, you, you mentioned Kellogg a couple of times. And so for those of you who don't know what Kellogg is, Kellogg is the business school associated to Northwestern University here in Evanston in the Chicago area. And so that's a really, it's a very prestigious university. So the fact that you went there and you got some, and you were involved with them in terms of developing your product, I think is also, also meaningful. And that's the thing. I mean, when you're looking at creating something in a space that is new or unknown, it's really important to do the things. Rusty, you're great great example of an entrepreneur who has that spirit and has that desire and has that willingness, but you also did it in a very meaningful way, a very thoughtful way, uh, processed. I mean, you didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to start a dog business and leave everything behind. You did it in this way that's, I think everyone can learn from that because it is so hard to to put the brakes on when you know something is really great and it's hard to put the brakes on and do the due diligence before you before you go all out. And the fact that you did that, I wasn't aware of, of that story. I wasn't aware of that backstory, how you really made the decision to sell your agencies and to move into the space. I thought it was I thought it was a little more impulsive. I did not know that you did all that stuff. You know what, let's do this. We're gonna take another quick break. This is such a great conversation and I love I just I love I love what you represent. Uh, in the pet space. Our show, if, yeah, I mean, really, I think what you're doing here, what you're really showing us, you're exemplifying pets mean business. This is what I hope our show could be. I hope our show could be talking with 
deep innovators, thoughtful people, taking chances, um, helping animals in ways that will be meaningful for years to come. So this is just great. I'm so happy you're here, Rusty. Let's take a quick break, everybody. We'll be back after the word from sponsors. My name is Jamie Migdal. I'm your host on Pets Being Business. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Just hang out right there. Go to FigoPetInsurance.com on the break. See you in a minute. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, also known as the Pet Lady. I travel from coast to coast to pet trade shows and consumer events to scout out what the hottest, hippest, and most unique pet products are on the planet, bringing you tips and tricks from top veterinarians, groomers, trainers on how to safely travel and live happily with your pets. The Pet Lady will be in a city near you, showing off the latest and greatest tech pet gadgets, cozy comforts, and fab gift ideas for man's and woman's best friend. You can learn more at thepetlady.net or connect socially and tweet with me at Pet Lady World. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Hi guys, we're back. Hi, Rusty and I are Rusty and I are sitting here. We were on break and we were just talking about something. Back from break with Jamie McDowell here with you guys and uh, that's me in business. So Rusty and I were just talking during the break about this whole idea of walk before you run or crawl before you walk, I suppose, is the terms. And for entrepreneurs or people who are really passionate about whatever it is that thing is, and in this case, obviously, we're talking about pets, how hard it is to just have some self-control and some and restraint and not just quit your job and not just, you know, take one online course and and think that you're ready to attack a problem and create a solution. So, you know, like we said, Rusty, you did a whole bunch of things. Can you maybe just talk a little bit about how important that was that you did that? And maybe, maybe if you can, I'm not sure if you've gone down this path and I don't want to make you go down it, but imagine if you hadn't done that and what this might look like today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, researching something and figuring out what the opportunity is. I mean, you can be passionate about something and you can think that you have a great idea, but you know, you have to be able to convince people with proof. In my case, I had to do an entire an investment deck and an opportunity to attract an international insurance company to underwrite my policies. So we had five offers from five international insurance companies. And then after that, I had to go convince people that the data and the idea was a proven model and that the opportunity was real. So there's a tremendous amount of research and time that goes into something to really make sure before you jump into something and sell your agencies or quit your job that you're convinced about the opportunity. I've always been of the belief that I would rather die trying than have died and never tried at all. So I, I'm a bit more of a recluse. Yeah. 
Amen. a reckless like that. But it was hard. It was stressful. You know, I, I woke up in the middle of the night a lot. I quit my job. I lived off my savings. I had no income. I have two kids. And, you know, I worked for three years to launch this company, which I believed in it wholeheartedly. And it was such an affirmation when five other insurance companies said this is our approach to the industry with our technology and our brand was so unique that they thought that it was different from everybody else in the space. And that affirmation flowed through to the investors who also believed that we had something incredibly unique and different to offer in a market that is going to experience some exponential growth. So we had some good data behind us. Are you getting any feedback from folks that are customers? And this is not any disparage. I'm not casting any disparaging remarks to other, other insurance companies, of course. But are you getting feedback? And if so, what kind of feedback are you getting around how you guys are different than your next biggest competitor? Yeah, you know, we haven't because there's a thing called the pre-existing conditions in the pet insurance space. So if right, you have right, a five-year-old right, right. dog and, and, you have, and you've had pet insurance for the past three years, you probably don't want to switch because any incidents that you've had in the past three years are going to be continued to be covered by your carrier. So when you switch, you you're dinged. resetting that trigger. Right, right. Exactly. Right. So most, if not all of our customers are new to the pet insurance space. So, But I mean, they have know, to be looking though. We, I mean, but wait, they have to be looking, right? So if I'm a new pet insurance company, yep. I just got my new puppy and I'm looking at VPI and I'm looking at the other opportunities out there for pet insurance. And then I come to your website, your website, which yep. again, folks, if you're not on it yet, please go. It is one of the coolest pet websites in the space, in the in the digital space, in the pet industry space that I've ever seen. And Rusty, you know that. So here's um, just a disclosure, full disclosure. I truly do love this product and I love the marketing, branding, the team, the thought process, the passion that's behind all of it. So I'm, I'm really an advocate and evangelist for FIGO. I don't want to pretend that I'm not. I, you know, I, I, I think I'm pretty neutral. I, at least I try to be neutral about guests on the show, but I can't fake my neutrality here. There's, I, I feel very strongly mm-hmm. that you guys are doing things to an impressive level, to a highly, highly impressive. So, so I guess that's the question. So here I am as a new pet owner. I have my new golden retriever uh, mix that I just adopted from the shelter. And I, I get on, I start typing in pet insurance, you know, Chicago or what have you. Are you getting any feedback from just random people who may or may not even become customers about what they're feeling about your brand and your product? Because I think that's, again, a big part of what you're bringing to the table, at least initially for an initial, an, an initial. Yeah, you know, absolutely. We're so different in our approach. I mean, you can text our customer service department and we'll text you back. Our customers have been tweeting us and we tweet them back. We're heavily tied into social media or we have, you know, it's, insurance is just one piece of our entire offering. We've got this amazing thing called the FIGO pet cloud. Um, we've got pet GPS devices, smartphone applications, you know, shots and reminders. We've built a Dropbox for pets on steroids. We've got this really dynamic and robust wait, wait, the Dropbox. To- wait, wait, the Dropbox is on steroids. It's not for pets who are on steroids, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we built sure. something yes. that we call, Dad- yeah. <laughs> We call uh, inbox and docs. So yeah, you, you know, we had we got a really big accolade from a national media spot that we did. And after we did the interview, the person looked at us and said, "Oh my gosh," he said, "I, I think you're going to do for the pet insurance what Uber did for taxis." I mean, taxis weren't cool until Uber came around. So we've we've just got so many technology offerings to put the entire life of your pet in the palm of your hand to make life easier for you and your pet. And really, we do it with 
you know, FIGO's about making life easier, and we deal with our products, which is technology and pet insurance. But to answer your question, yes, the, one of the biggest accolades that we've received, and we've, we just launched two and a half months ago, we're in 12 states now, we'll be in 23 states by the end of next month, and all 50 by the end of the year, is that a very large veterinary hospital out west had interviewed a lot of pet insurance companies in the industry, and they were looking to provide pet insurance for their employees. And they went with FIGO. They went with a new company, a new brand. They said they thought our plans were the best, our coverages was the best, and our technology, they just they were overwhelmed with what that was going to do for their employees and the customers of, of their veterinary hospital. So to have a veterinary hospital who's been around for so many years choose us and we're competing with other people that have been in the space for 10 or 15 years. It's huge accolade for us and, and an affirmation that we do have great coverages, great plans, the best brand and amazing technology. So we're, we're really excited. It's true. You just really summed it up. You have all of those things and you're doing it so well. And I just, I could sit here for a while and just watch your videos and look at some of your marketing collateral and it's just all really pleasing. It's all really pleasing because, you know, listen, pet insurance is not that sexy. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, insurance is insurance, yep. right? It's not that cool, really. But I love the Uber analogy because I do think that there's, I think that there's a lot of truth to that feedback because I look at your pet cloud right now online and, and I, I have it on my phone too, of course you gave me, you were kind enough to give me a login. So I've been playing with it. I just think it's, it's really a game changer. So you guys are, who are listening today right now, listen, you're talking, this is going to be the podcast, uh, the episode that I go back to in a few years and, and say, see, look at, remember when we interviewed the CEO of Figo? Because you're going to be that guy, right? So I get to just, and I had a sweatshirt. Oh my God, I have your sweatshirt. Yeah, I do. You I do actually have, have I really do have Not Rusty's hoodie. No, I know he's coming to get it today, folks. I stole his hoodie at a meeting and, and he's getting it today because it's cold here in Chicago. So, okay, we are... Well, real uh, quick, though, talking, yes, talking about those videos really quick. So yes. the videos sum up the... So we have two two-minute videos online. If there's, if there's nothing else you're going to do, I would encourage your listeners to go to figopetinsurance.com. On our homepage, there's a brand video. It's two minutes long. And then when you click the, the pet cloud tab of our website, there's a two-minute pet cloud video there. If, you, if there's just watch those two two-minute videos and it will explain right. our entire company and brand. Yep, and you do it well, and it's it's concise, and it's clear, and it's, again, it's pleasant. It's more than pleasant. It's fun to watch, and I am having so much fun watching you guys grow as a company. I know we are all here in Chicago rooting for you big time, and um, and you've got, you know, you've got a big fan base already, and I think you're going to do really just amazing things. So, you guys, you heard it here first, or maybe second. Figo is moving and grooving. Rusty and team are also incredibly talented and dedicated. So, Rusty, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. It really means a lot on so many different levels. I want to just reiterate website one more time, figopetinsurance.com. Twitter, like Rusty said, they're very active on social media. Their Twitter handle is at figo, F-I-G-O, pet, P-E-T, figo pet. I know that every time I throw anything out, I get something back right away. So, they're, they're really responsive, which I know in social media, especially in Twitterverse, that's, that's nice that you guys are on top of it. Okay, guys. Rusty, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Jamie. You're All welcome, right. Rusty. All right, guys. So we'll see you next time on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. I'm Jamie McDowell. If you want to reach me, if you have any questions, you can do so, Jamie, at PetLifeRadio.com, or you can visit my personal website at JamieMcDowell.com. And if you're looking for to get into the pet space or looking for some opportunities, please visit FetchFind.com, the wonderful digital company that helps people match up with great jobs and volunteers opportunities within the industry. So there we have it. It's been a great show. Long time here. Loved every minute of it. We'll see you guys next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand 
only on PetLifeRadio.com.